Good morning, West Highland. My name is John Mahaffey, and I'd like to welcome you to worship today. My wife, Andrea, would have been up here with me to give these announcements. However, the last time we did the announcements, she said that I dominated them and stole many of her good lines. Ooh, I'm going to pay for that later. First off, will you do something for me? I'm going to ask you to do something for me. There's a lot of people who are here, here at West Highland for worship this morning, and they've come to worship, and they've come to hear the presentation of the gospel. Hallelujah! But I'm going to, you're going to be mad at me for this. You're going to be mad at me, but I'm going to say it anyway. What are they going to do, fire me? What I want you to do, if you can, if there's any empty seats, the people in the middle, if you could move to the center, if there's people in here, if you could move closer to each other, just so we can have some seats for the ushers to seat people. We'd appreciate you doing that this morning. Thank you. We have a family zone set up this morning for families with children, and that will be set up in room 222 to my left and your right. That's my left and your right. So also, <laughs> the nursery is open for you to use, but there is no supervision or volunteers there this morning. There are also kids' activity packages available just outside the doors to the auditorium for the kids to use during the service. And I'll get to what to do with those later, in a, little, in a little bit. Well, you say, John, what do you mean by a kid? Okay, okay. Let me say it another way. If you are in elementary school, no, if you come to West Highland and are in our Star Kids program, then you are what we call a kid. Well, you say, if I look up the word kid in the dictionary, it refers to a young goat. Is that what you mean, John? Are you saying we have goats attending church? <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying at all. And therein lies the danger of taking a, a word out of the context that it is already in. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, in a sense... You may presume that I'm talking about barnyard animals, but in this context, it is clear that I'm referring to a child. Does that make sense? Now, I don't have time to unpack everything you'll find in that children's activity package. If we did, you'd be here till 3 o'clock. <laughs> but I will say you can return those packages to the same place that you, bought, you got them when you came into the auditorium. There will be a reception after worship this morning, and I've been told to tell you, it is a snack, not a lunch.
More direction will be given about that after the benediction. The Hamilton Summer Fellowship Lecture Series, What is Truth, begins July 5th. It will take place every Wednesday during the summer. If you can't attend all the lectures, and you're looking to select one of the lectures where the speaker is really good looking, I might suggest August 2nd. Our AGM is tonight at 6 o'clock, right here in the auditorium. And can I be frank? <laughs> if you are a member or an adherent, no. If you call West Highland your home, you need to be here. There is important information they'll be sharing tonight, and you need to hear it. So come at 5.30 for refreshments. The meeting will begin at 6. And here's the takeaway. <laughs> we talked earlier about being a kid and what that meant. But here's what I want you to remember. It's not about being a kid, rather remaining a kid. You always need to mature. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning, church. Thank you, Phil, for that lovely um, message this morning. <laughs> this morning, we are gathered to honor Pastor John and Andrea on uh, more than 15 years of ministry at West Highland and over 47 years of pastoral ministry. Um, Pastor John and Andrea, we are so thankful and grateful for your ministry here at West Highland, and we hope that you are blessed um, this morning. We have many special things planned for you this morning. Um, but first, it's really important that we spend some time thanking for the Lord for his faithfulness because he is the reason why you've been successful all these years. And uh, he's been faithful to you and he's been faithful to the churches that you serve. He is the one that's deserving of our praise. So we want to invite you all to stand with us now as we begin our time of worship by reading Psalm 34 verses 1 to 3 together. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. At this, at this point in the service, I just ask our ushers to come forward. We're going to take up our, our morning's offering. Just want to say, the singing this morning has been amazing, and isn't it so wonderful when we're together as one body here at West Highland, just exalting the Lord together? So just continue singing this boisterously as we continue in worship, because my heart has been uh, just overjoyed uh, to hear us sing together as a congregation. I'm also overjoyed, before we go to prayer, to mention that our, the candle is lit here uh, at the front, which means... In this past week, someone has given their life to Christ, and this was a, a lady who was part of Alpha this past season, and uh, over a couple weeks of follow-up has, has given her life to the Lord. So we're thankful for that as well. And so let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer now.
Heavenly Father, we do exalt you. Lord, we thank you that you are worthy of all of our praise. This morning, uh, we're coming together as the body here at West Highland to exalt the name of Christ. Lord, we thank you that you are a God who's worthy of praise. We thank you that in the gospel, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, and that we can rejoice in that truth this morning. God, we have come together as well to honor Pastor John and Andrea, and we thank you for their time of ministry here at West Highland, that for 15 plus years, they've faithfully pointed us to Christ. And Lord, we, we praise you for that, and we thank you for that. Lord, you are a good God. You have been good to us here at West Highland for now over 50 years. God, now as we give of our offerings to you this morning, we do so joyfully. We thank you that you are a God who does provide for all of our needs. And Lord, I just pray that as we give, that our hearts would rejoice, that our money can be used for the furtherance of your kingdom, both here in Hamilton and across the world. Continue to be with us this morning, Father, as we exalt your name. I pray that as, uh, as Dr. Reed comes and gives a message this morning from Hebrews 13, that it would be an encouragement to us, that it would challenge us, and that it would cause us again to exalt Christ this morning. And it's his name we praise. Amen. Well, at this time, it is a pleasure to invite Dr. Rick Reed as our guest speaker this morning. Rick Reed is the president of Heritage College and Seminary, and he's also a longtime friend of John. We look forward to hearing what you have to say this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Well, I want to say on behalf of my wife, Linda, and I, we are privileged to be part of this very special farewell service for Pastor John and Andrea. I got to know John in a personal way when I started at Heritage 10 years ago. He was on the board of directors at that time. And I could tell right from the start that he was a man who was godly and respected a pastoral leader that really had a heart for the wider work of God, but also for the church that he served here at West Highland. And I've had a joy of watching West Highland flourish under his leadership and see this church be a stalwart and steady church honoring the Lord in our community with an influence beyond. So it's a joy to be here. It is a bit of a bittersweet day, I have to tell you that. And I'm sure you have some of that mix of emotion too. I was thinking about what passage of scripture might be fitting for this special occasion, and I was drawn to a verse in the last chapter of the book of Hebrews, because it's a verse that tells you as a congregation how you can best honor John and Andrea for their ministry among you at West Highland. In fact, it gives you three specific ways that you can respond on this very important occasion. So this morning, in the time that I have with you, I'd like to invite you to open your Bibles and join me in Hebrews chapter 13, and we'll focus on verse 7. And I want to talk to you about remembering your leaders. And my hope and my heart is that you today, as part of this family of faith, will be challenged and encouraged on how you can respond in a way that is both honoring to Christ, but also honoring to John and Andrea on this day. Can I, I know we prayed, but can I pray for us as we open God's word together? Father, we bring you our hearts today. There is a joy in the sense that we have seen you work in lives and over the past 50 years, but over the past 15 plus years with the Mahaffeys, they've been a part. They've been given a front row seat of what you're doing in so many lives here at West Highland and beyond. 
and we're filled with joy about that. And yet, Lord, if we're honest, there's also some, there's some sorrow, there's a parting, there's a change, maybe some anxiety. And so we lift our eyes, as the song we just sang said, we turn our eyes to your son Jesus, and we ask that as today he, by the Spirit of God, would speak to our hearts so that we would know how to respond on this day and in the days ahead. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7 reads like this, Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. You know, that one verse really gives you three ways that you and I are supposed to respond, especially at a time of transition like this, especially how we respond on a day when we honor some leaders who have served well. So I want to show you those three things, and I hope you'll take them to heart and say, Lord, how can I respond in these ways? The first thing that we're told to do, that you are told to do as a congregation, is to remember. The first thing is this, remember the leaders who taught you God's word. First thing that you're supposed to do, according to this passage, right there in verse 7, is to remember. Remember the leaders who taught you God's word. Do you see that in verse 7? Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Remember them. Now, in, the, in this chapter, we actually are told to do several things for leaders. In verse 17, it says, obey your leaders. Verse 24, it says, greet all your leaders. But here, it says, remember them. And I think in this verse, it's talking about leaders who have finished their time of leading, leaders who have finished up their ministry among you. I say that because the next phrase says, consider the outcome of their way of life. Like these leaders have left a legacy. They've done a body of work. It now can be considered in total. And so these are leaders who, in a sense, have gone before, and the writer of Hebrews says, don't forget them. Remember them. You know, that's a powerful thing. That's a wonderful reminder. Remember them. Even when they are gone, they are not to be forgotten. Even if they are out of sight, they are not to be out of mind. Remember the leaders who taught you God's word. In fact, that's really the emphasis. Uh, he says, remember those leaders, specifically the ones who taught you God's word. Did you see that in verse 7? Remember your, your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Now, pastoral leaders do many more things than just preach and teach but here we're told, remember that. Remember that they gave you the best gift they could. They brought you the Word of God. They spoke to you the Word of God. That's to be remembered. Today we honor Pastor John and Andrea, and I'm sure as you remember them today and in the years to come, you will remember many things about them. We've already had some of the humorous ones that we remember, and there's plenty of those. But at the top of your list, the things that you should remember, according to this verse, is that you had a pastor who spoke to you the Word of God. One of the things that I've long admired about Pastor John is that he has a high priority on studying God's Word, on interpreting it accurately, on taking it and living it personally, and then proclaiming it boldly. That's a gift to a church. And I'm so thankful that you had these 15 plus years where week after week, he came to you prepared to feed you a nutritious meal from the Word of God. 
That's a wonderful gift. Remember that, it says. That's what the scripture is saying. Remember that. I imagine that if we had time, many of you could point to a specific sermon that Pastor John gave that God used in a very personal way in your life. You still remember that message because of when it hit your heart. I bet you there are sermon series that Pastor John gave that you would say, that sermon series was very important for my spiritual growth. I bet you there are communion meditations that were given that you still say, that was a very tender moment for me. The cross loomed large in my heart that day. In fact, we're among friends. How many of you would say, raising your hands, there is a sermon or a sermon series or a communion meditation that you would say, in the last 15 years, Pastor John gave, and God used that, and I'm not going to forget that. How many of you would say that? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much all of us here, right? The scripture says, remember the leaders who taught you God's word. By the way, you younger leaders here, you younger pastoral leaders, some of you who will serve in pastoral ministry in the years to come, take note Take note of what's happening here. You see, strong churches are built on solid preaching. Pastors have to do more than preach well, but they can't do less. And if you're a younger leader, you should be learning from Pastor John's example to prioritize feeding people God's Word because that's what's to be remembered. Remember your leaders who taught you God's Word. That's the first thing you're supposed to do. I hope you're remembering but there's a second thing if you look at verse 7, Hebrews 13, look at it with me. Remember your leaders who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life. A second thing that you and I are told to do is this. Consider the earthly and eternal outcome of their lives. Consider the earthly and the eternal outcome of their lives. Consider that. In fact, you see that, the word consider. Consider is a little different than remember. Remember has the idea of recall, but consider has the idea of reflect. Like think about it, draw insight from it. And here you're told to consider the outcome of their way of life, the outcome of their way of life, how the story ended, how the ministry played out. You can look back on the last 15 plus years and consider how this story has wrapped up on this day. It's not the end of the story for the Mahaffeys. It's the end of this chapter in the story, and you can consider that. And if you do, you will realize that there were some outcomes. Consider the outcome of their way of life. There were some earthly outcomes, and there are some eternal outcomes. They have served you faithfully and well. And some of the earthly outcomes are that they have received the affection and the appreciation of a congregation. That's, that's part of what's happening today, isn't it? The Mahaffeys are receiving the outcome of a congregation that has loved them and is grateful for them. My father pastored a church for over 20 years in Northern California, and when he and my mom finished up their ministry at that church, the people in the church put together a big book and the book was filled with letters and notes that people in the congregation had written. When my dad was dying in, in a hospital and with Alzheimer's a number of years ago, I went out there and mom had brought the book and it said it. My dad couldn't read it anymore, but I could. And I sat there in his room and I read these letters of people who said, Pastor Reed, thank you. You were the one that told me the gospel and brought me to Christ. 
Next page. Thank you. You taught me how to raise my children from God's word. Thank you. Next one. You showed me how a marriage could love each other even when things got hard. You taught me from... Thank you. And I read, I read letter after letter after letter. And my heart thrilled. I remember looking at my dad, and though he couldn't hear me and understand me, I just remember saying to him, great job, Dad, great job. See, some of you should be writing those letters. Some of you should be writing some of those cards saying, thank you. I've considered, because that's part of the outcome of the ministry. It's the earthly outcome of the appreciation and affection of a congregation. Another earthly outcome that John and Andrea are receiving today is not only the affection and appreciation of a congregation, they are receiving, John, I hope you know this, you are receiving the admiration of your ministry colleagues. We consider your outcome, we consider the ministry that God has given you, and our hearts are filled with respect and admiration. We're grateful for a man like you. And Andrea, we're grateful for a woman like you. You've challenged us, you've inspired us. There are leaders here today who have looked to you and you've been part of stabilizing them. Thank you. That's part of the earthly outcomes of a faithful ministry. But I think when our author here in, in Hebrews 13, 7 says, consider the outcome of their way of life, I don't think he's primarily thinking of earthly outcomes. I think he's thinking primarily of eternal outcomes. I say that because back in chapter 11, you remember the Hall of Faith chapter? Chapter 11, it tells you the story of some people who served the Lord faithfully, and their story didn't end with a great party. Some of them were hunted down. Some of them were martyred for their faith. So if you just go by earthly outcomes, you'd say, well, it didn't work out so well for them. And I think that's why the author of Hebrews is saying, no, no, when you consider the outcome, make sure you remember the eternal outcome. In fact, in our chapter, chapter 13, verse 14, he highlights that eternal outcome when he says, in verse 14, for here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. His eyes are focused on eternity, on heaven. And when he says, consider the outcome of their way of life, I think he's saying this, consider how it will play out for them forever. See, 1 Peter chapter 5, John says to you that elders who shepherd well, who lead and who feed, will receive the crown of glory when Christ the chief shepherd appears. Stay faithful to the end, my brother, that's going to be yours. Jesus said that those who served him well, whether they're a pastor or anyone that loves him, if they serve him well, one day we'll hear a commendation, you know it, say it with me, well done, good and faithful servant. Don't you want to hear that? That's an eternal outcome of a way of life that is live and live for the Lord. As you reflect on the Mahaffey's ministry among you, and as you think about the earthly outcomes, but better, the eternal outcomes, you know what it will do for you? It will help you stay on course. It'll encourage you to stay at it, to be faithful to your faith, to be faithful to your faithful service. Because you look at the outcome, you see, you know, this is worth it. That's what Hebrews chapter 11 is trying to tell us. Listen to the stories of those who've gone before and who've walked for God and had faith in Him. The story ends well, not always on earth, but always in eternity. So consider that. 
So what do you do for faithful leaders even when they're moving on? You remember those who taught you the Word of God. You can do that. And you consider the earthly and eternal outcomes of their way of life. But there's one last thing that you're supposed to do according to our verse, Hebrews 13, 7. And that is this. The third thing you're asked to do is to imitate their faith in the one true leader. Imitate their faith in the one true leader. I say that because verse 7 ends, consider the, way, the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Imitate their faith. It doesn't say imitate their gifts. Most of us here don't have the giftings that John or Andrea does. We can't just imitate that. It doesn't say imitate their personality or their style. It says imitate their faith. Specifically, their faith in the Lord Jesus, the one true leader. I say that because the very next verse talks about Jesus, right? It says, imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And one of the things that you are to do as a congregation is to do what we just sang about, is to turn your eyes upon Jesus, the one true leader. For 15 plus years, John has been the point leader of this church, but John is not the leader of this church. He knows that. You know that. There's only one true leader of the church, and that's the Lord Jesus. And I think that's why the author of Hebrews goes straight from verse 7, remember your leaders, to verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. He turns the eyes of his readers to Christ. In fact, in the verses that surround our verses, Jesus is highlighted as the one true leader. In fact, we're told three ways that Jesus is the one true leader. Let me just touch on them briefly as I wrap up. Why do you keep your eyes on Jesus? Well, verse 5 would tell you, Jesus is the leader who never leaves. Why do you keep your eyes on Jesus? Why do you keep your faith in him? He's the leader who never leaves. Look at verse 5. Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Listen, all earthly leaders eventually leave. Either God calls them away to another place of service or God calls them home. Joshua chapter 1 starts with the Lord saying to Joshua these sobering words. He says, Moses, my servant, is dead. What do you mean Moses is dead? Moses has led us for all these years. He's been the leader we've looked to. And the Lord says to Joshua, Moses is dead. Now, Joshua, step up. See, earthly leaders, no matter how good they are, they leave. Acts 13 says, David served the Lord in his generation, and then he fell asleep. David was done. There is a point when every earthly leader ages out or is called home or is moved on. But you have a leader who never leaves. That's verse 5. Jesus says, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. You'll never be leaderless. So Jesus is a leader who never leaves. Here's the second thing, verse 6. Jesus is the leader who always helps. Look at verse 6. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is my helper. No pastor, no matter how faithful and how, how committed he is, no pastor can always be there to help you. But Jesus can. And that's what verse 6 says. The Lord is my helper. I don't have to be afraid. 
Some of you here today may be feeling a little bit of anxiety about what's going to happen with our church right now. This is a time of transition. We've lost two key pastoral leaders in a short time, Pastor Lee and now Pastor John. But the scripture says, you've not lost the true leader who never leaves and who always helps. He'll help West Highland. He's been faithful to help this church for its whole history. He's not going to stop. In fact, that's the third thing. The reason you know he will keep helping you is verse 8. Jesus is the leader who never changes. He's the leader who never leaves. He's the leader who always helps. And verse 8 says he's the leader who never changes. Verse 8 says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Did Jesus help you before? You say yes. Has Jesus changed? You say no. So that's why you keep your eyes on Jesus at this time. We honor Pastor John and Andrea, but we imitate their faith in the one true leader. See, one of the gifts that Pastor John and Andrea gave you is they kept pointing your eyes up to Christ because they know, as you know, that Jesus is the one true leader of his church. So as we wrap up this portion and as we begin to honor Pastor John and Andrea in some specific ways, I hope you'll take to heart those three things. Remember those who taught you God's word. Don't forget. And consider the outcome of their way of life. Consider how good it is when we serve the Lord and then imitate their faith in the one true leader. Remember Pastor John and Andrea, but trust in the Lord Jesus. In fact, if you're here today, you may have come and would have to say, Jesus is not really the leader of your life yet. What you need to know today is that Pastor John and all the pastoral team here would be saying to you, the best thing you could do today is not to honor them, but to trust in him. Jesus is a leader who will lead you from death to life. Jesus is a leader who will lead you from being guilty to being forgiven. Jesus is a leader who will take you from hell to heaven. He's the leader that you and I need. And if you've never yet come to the place where you, you've embraced Jesus as the leader of your life, the savior of your soul, wouldn't it be a benediction to do that today? To right now where you sit say, Lord, we're here, we're honoring two faithful servants, but I need your son. I need Jesus. I trust in him. I put my faith in him. I ask him to save me. Then you will have a leader who never leaves, who always helps, and who never changes. So if you've never trusted in Christ, I know Pastor John would echo my words. Today is the day of salvation. Trust in him today. Remember John and Andrea, but trust in the Lord Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, today we take your word seriously, we take it personally, and we honor those who are honorable. And Pastor John and Andrea have been honorable servants of yours at West Highland. Really, for 40 plus years, they've been honorable servants overseas and here in Canada. And so we honor those who have labored for you, and we do that joyfully and gladly. And in the parts of the service that are to come, may they absorb and feel the affection and appreciation of a congregation. But Lord, we also tell you that we trust in your son Jesus to be the leader of this congregation going forward. May any whose hearts are a bit anxious and afraid 
be able to rest deeply in that the leader of this church is not leaving and he's not changing and he'll always help. So we thank you for that. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We now invite Pastor John, Andrea, and Peter Mahaffey up to the stage. Good morning, West Highland. Um, I was asked to speak on behalf of the family, my siblings. Uh, Judy Birdie told me I had three minutes. And my first thought was, uh, Judy, you know I'm the son of John Mahaffey. <laughs> Long-windedness is a generational sin. And so if I go beyond my three minutes, blame my father. Well, speaking on behalf of my siblings, um, I probably should have asked them if there was anything they wanted me to convey, but being the youngest, I figured my opinion is the only one that matters, so, so let's just assume they agree with me. Dad, you are officially retiring from full-time pastoral ministry, and we are celebrating this today, but it's important we acknowledge the person who's been at your side for all these years. She's been your support, your strength, your help, uh, her, your friend and your partner in ministry. She is your crown of glory. Mom, there's a lot of things I could say, um, but today I just wanna commend you for your obedience to the will of God over these many years. You've allowed the spirit of God to lead and guide you. Uh, you've told me on many occasions you didn't wanna go to the Philippines but you believed it was the Lord's will, and despite not wanting to, you overcame that resistance by submitting to God. You didn't want to leave the Philippines and come back to Canada. <laughs> but again, you overcame that resistance by submitting to God. Not a lot of people think like that. A lot of people are primarily concerned about their wants and their will but you have shown yourself as one who is primarily concerned about God's will and his purposes. And thank you for being this example to us. And dad, there are, well, I could say a lot of things, but there are two things I wanna share. I pastor a little church in Toronto, about 80 people, but there are nine single mothers in my church. And I often see the damage that has been done not only to these moms, but to their kids, due to the father and husband deserting their families. And it often makes me reflect and ponder why God, sorry, would give me not only a godly mother, but also a godly father. I want to thank you for being not a perfect father, but a faithful father. I want to thank you for being not a perfect husband, but a faithful husband. And I want to thank you for being not a perfect pastor, but a faithful pastor. You've been faithful with little and faithful with much. And so thank you for being faithful and remaining faithful over these many years. I also want to thank you for instilling within us from a very young age the belief and conviction that the scriptures are nothing less than the holy words of our triune God. And that we must believe, understand, and live according to them. 
For it's through the scriptures where we most clearly behold the glory of God in the face of Jesus. You taught us this and you demonstrated this every week you got up to preach God's word. You preached believing that what you were preaching was nothing less than God's revelation. This has defined your ministry for 40-something years, and it was through your preaching that I slowly but surely felt called to preach God's word as well. I used to be frustrated with bearing the last name Mahaffey, not because you're some big shot, but um, <laughs> I would often go to different events and hear, oh, that's John Mahaffey's son. And that would frustrate me, but I can say with joy that it is an honor to bear your name and be your son. And though full-time vocational ministry is coming to an end, your work is not done, mom and dad. This is not the end of the story, as Dr. Reed said, but simply the end of another chapter. And my prayer is that this next chapter, whatever it may bring, that you will finish well. And to end this off, I just want to proclaim the Aaronic blessing over you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. We love you guys. Hi everyone, I'm Steve Jones. I serve as the national president of our Fellowship of Churches of which West Highland is part of that fellowship. And I'm here on behalf of our Fellowship National Council to bring greetings to you in the name of the Lord on the special occasion of John and Andrea's retirement party. You know, I know that they've had a tremendous, uh, impactful, fruitful ministry amongst you as a church family, and I'm so grateful that you, as a West Highland family, are celebrating and honoring your pastor and his wife at this special occasion. Marilyn and I wish we could be there for you, John and Andrea, but we're uh, elsewhere. Marilyn, as you know, is in Vancouver awaiting the second granddaughter that we're supposed to have very soon. And I'm in uh, Europe with Dr. Haken, enjoying some time there with him. But I'm sure glad that West Island is having this special occasion. I first heard of John as a youth pastor in the home church where John and Andrew were sent out as missionaries in the mid-1980s. And I heard stories of this John Mahaffey before ever meeting him, of him walking into the church as a brand new believer with his long red hair and his Labatt 50 beer t-shirt and his bare feet. And I don't know if that's all mythology, John, but that was the word on you. And then you and a group of young people including Andrea then went into your, your high school and over a couple years saw almost a hundred uh, students come to faith in Christ those were very tremendous days of which the Lord has continued to use you as a couple these many many years of ministry and so I'm very grateful for this opportunity to just say thank you to West Island for honoring you as a, as a pastoral couple and thank you because the best thing I can say about you as a couple is you are my friends and while I've greatly appreciated John and his ability to preach God's word unashamedly, unapologetically, sharing the truth without capitulation, I've appreciated Andrea's sensitivity with the spirit as she has reached into people's lives and brought this ministry of hope and healing amongst hurting and broken people. I first met 
the Mahaffey's and we went to a cottage together. And I remember as mom and dad were s swimming in the lake, I was holding their youngest son, Peter, who's now a pastor, a fellowship pastor in Toronto, holding him in his diapers. I'm hoping you're there, Peter, to, to hear this story. And I, I, we went on to watch our families grow up together. We gathered together at your cottage, enjoyed evenings together, uh, eating meals together and sharing counsel to one another as we walk through the good and the struggles of life. And I think we shared good counsel to one another. And so, so very grateful for the opportunity to uh, have this, this opportunity to share greetings to you as a couple and as a gift as you uh, go off into the sunset, so to speak. I'm gonna give you one of my, my little babies, one of my masterpieces. My watercolor here is of a, of a sun, uh, sunset, and I have enjoyed many sunsets at your cottage, and I hope this will find a place up at the cottage so that when Marilyn and I come to visit, we're hoping there'll be visits, that when we come to visit, we'll enjoy those sunset years together. And so, thank you, West Island, for honoring this wonderful couple on their retirement, which I really think is going to be a rewirement as John and Andrea move into another season of ministry. I just pray that you might continue to be used to the Lord in significant ways. God bless you all. Thank you for the opportunity to bring, to bring greetings to the Mahaffeys, and just God bless each and every one. Judy asked me to write a song for John and Andrea. Um, if this was another age, I'd probably still have ink on my fingers because I just finished it. Uh, so I hope I can remember all the words, but if, if I don't, you'll forgive me. Um, it's called At the Cross, and it's a bit of a story, so I hope you'll pick up on that. Sense the move from wrong to right. I watch the sun take back the night. I know that he had changed my life at the cross. I felt him take me by the hand and teach a child to be a man. Have a voice and take a stand at the cross. At the cross, he gave me life, took what's wrong and made it right. This freedom changes everything. The power of sin is broken. 
The grave is blown wide open It captivates my heart My story starts With Jesus at the cross Been down this road so many miles I've known for sure that all the while I could lay the weight of every trial at the cross. I've had my share of falling down, been lost at times but always found, like the cloud of witness gathered round at the cross Cause at the cross he gave me life took what's wrong and made it right this freedom changes everything the power of sin is broken the grave is blown wide open it captivates my heart my story starts with Jesus at the cross. Those who hope in Him renew their strength again and they will never lose heart. They will fly like the eagles, run stand before his throne my hope and help will rest alone at the cross and I'll join the throne who bears his name whose joy the world cannot contain for a savior whose their victory gains at the cross at the cross he gave me life took what's wrong and made it right this freedom changes everything the power of sin is broken the grave is blown wide open it captivates my my story starts with Jesus at the cross. With Jesus at the cross. Well, uh, John and Andrea have no song for you. You'll be probably happy to, to hear. But Robbie, that was awesome. Thanks for putting that together.
I've been asked to give a few words on behalf of our staff team here at West Highland. And um, from the message, uh, you have served faithfully and are worthy of being honored. And uh, it's, a, it's a blessing to us as a congregation to have a pastor who we can hear a sermon like that and say, yes, he is worthy of honor. Um, but it's also a blessing for us as a staff team to be able to say the same things. We're the ones that see you uh, Monday through Friday uh, in the office, and um, it's a gift to us to be able to, to say that we have, we're following a lead pastor who's worthy of honor. And also for Andrea, it's been great to see you coming into the office and doing ministry as well. I just think it's, you guys have been an excellent team in ministry here for West Highland, and uh, so it's been great to see you coming in and doing ministry as well and serving the Lord in the way that he's gifted you as well. This past Tuesday, we had a time together, uh, as you know, as uh, our staff team, and we just got to share some words. And so I thought I'd let the congregation in on some of the things that were shared um, by our staff team in, in, in honoring John. Uh, many people said that he helped us thrive. And so whatever ministry position we've been called to, John, you, you have helped us thrive. Um, we're a bit of a motley crew. <laughs> we've got different giftings, but we've also got different foibles. And uh, whatever place each one of us has found ourselves in, you've helped us to thrive in ministry. Also, I took down that um, many people shared that you cared for us where we're at. You know, just because we're in ministry doesn't mean we have it all together. Doesn't mean we have all our ducks in a row. Doesn't mean our family situations are all perfect. But you were a pastor to us as well. You cared for us where we're at. Um, some mentioned how you'd be, you know, in the office as they were crying and sharing some of the stuff of, of life, and, uh, and you were there, and you were always there to pray for us as well. I can think uh, for myself as well, and I, again, I mentioned to, this to you on Tuesday, but when we went through everything we went through as a family in losing Jude two and a half years ago, for me, one, it was uh, I needed a God who I have who was faithful to help me get through. Secondly, I needed my wife who was there to help me get through that, that we got through that together. But also to have a pastor who stood with us, who preached at Jude's funeral, who preached at his graveside, faithfully to God's word, not giving us bumper sticker doctrine that's just trite little words, hope you get through this, you know, God's always there. Yes, those are true, but, but you reminded us when we needed that, that God is completely so sovereign over all things, but that God is also completely good and that he walks with us through that. And so to have a pastor who preached the words we needed to hear during that time, we're, we're grateful eternally for that. It was also mentioned that you have an evangelistic heart. You long to see people give their lives to Christ. You can go deep in God's word and feed believers who have followed Jesus for 50, 60 years, but you can also call out that person who, need, who the Spirit is at speaking to them and call them to commit their lives to, to Christ. And so many weeks we've seen that candle lit because you've called people to repentance and they've, they've come to Christ. And so we thank you for your evangelistic heart. And this has been mentioned many times, your commitment to the, to the truth of God's word unashamedly, whatever is the next passage, you are going to preach through that. And that's a gift to a church, that you're not just going to give us different topics that are relevant to today or whatever and just and help us, you know, here's seven things to help us, to help you this or that. It's just, no, this is what God's Word says. And we knew that as, if you were going to be here for another 10 years, we'd be getting another me solid 
meal of God's word faithfully preached. And that is a gift to the church, but it's a gift to the staff as well to know that we're serving under someone who's going to focus their ministry on God's word. And then as well, it was mentioned, the final thing, is that you are committed to enjoying hamburgers. <laughs> and uh, I enjoyed many hamburgers with you. You pop by my office. You want to grab a burger? <laughs> and it was just great to be able to do that and enjoy even the, the lighter things of life with you as well. And so we also have a gift for you um, on behalf of the staff team. And uh, we no we've noticed that many times you've walked into Pastor Chris's office and uh, I wouldn't say coveted the thing, the wall hanging, but you have um, admired the hanging in, in John's wall. And so Peter Decat has actually made this, and uh, on behalf of the staff team, we've got uh, kind of the map on the, of the world there that you can be remembering to pray for the world. And the verse that's on there is from uh, Psalm 57, verse 5. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. And so we hope that you'll enjoy that uh, wherever you will put it. My name is Steve Oswald, and I had the pleasure and honor of being chairman of the board when John was called to West Highland. My mind goes back to late 2007 when Pastor Alan Gallant and I visited a number of large churches in Ontario. One church we decided to go to was Morningstar and it would just happen to be Pastor John's church at the time. Our pastoral search committee had approached Pastor John a year or two before as I understand it. John and Andrea had prayerfully considered a move but did not feel the Lord guiding them to consider moving. We asked John, would he reconsider his position relative to leaving Morningstar and maybe coming to West Highland? I'll never forget his answer. He said that he and Andrea had been moved by West Highland's previous inquiry and since then had been taking a long, hard look at their future and what their ministry would possibly look like. And the rest is history. The Lord brought them to West Highland in January 2008, and they have blessed us over the past 15 years with exceptional preaching and teaching, second to none. And wouldn't you know it, it has turned out that West Highland was their last major ministry undertaking. Post, uh, isn't it wonderful how the Lord works? It may not be in our timing, but He is in control, and everything will happen to His glory and in His time. So, John and Andrea, we at West Highland want to thank you for sharing your hearts and your passion for Christ with us over the last 15 years. And we want to congratulate the both of you on your retirement. As Paul exhorts, may you continue to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And may God bless you as you embark on this exciting new retirement adventure.
Dear pastor and friend and dear Andrea, as I look back over the years at the wonderful things that God has done at West Highland and in the lives of people here, I give thanks to God for your many good graces. When I first met you in a board meeting after you had finally stopped insisting that you did not want to change your ministry, I had a sense that God had greater things in store for you and for us. I wrote to our search committee chair that God was convincing me that you were the man for West Highland and that you needed a bigger challenge in your own life. And when you presented your first sermon, which was really a prayer for your ministry and for West Highland, my convictions were fully confirmed. The man you are is derived from your personal walk with the Lord based on his holy word. You have a love for your people which is not saccharine and sentimental, but inspired by a genuine desire to see them come to the Lord and grow in his ways. Another thing that you have taught us is the importance of prayer. Most churches have one or two prayer meetings a week, but we now have many and an emphasis on praying without ceasing, which encourages us to pray about every need that we have. I find myself personally praying whenever a person or concern comes to mind. Also, you are a true biblical preacher. You do not pick a couple words from a verse and then hang your concepts on it, but you teach out of the full meaning of the biblical passage. Preaching is one place, however, that you have not followed my advice about sermons being shorter. Let me ask you, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your following of my advice on sermon length? And now you are retiring, more advice, make it true retirement. Don't fall into the trap of covering one pulpit after another. Spend much time in the word, in personal devotion, in reading, travel, and enjoying that little cottage that the Lord has given you. As my friends in the South would say, love on Andrea, your children, and wonderful grandkids that God is giving to you. We love you and Andrea, God's 
richest blessings on the two of you. Find yourselves here at home often. Your brothers and sisters in the Lord love you. Amen. John, this is Don Carson. It was a happy day when I first got to know you, both at Morning Star and later at West Highland Church and, of course, through the Gospel Coalition, both the American organization and then, of course, eventually the Canadian one. Your years of ministry in Southeast Asia doubtless contributed to preparing you for extraordinarily fruitful ministry in the challenging melting pot of Southern Ontario. But one of the things that I have most appreciated about your ministry is the way you have simultaneously displayed theological tough-mindedness along with kindness and courtesy. Even when you have faced exceedingly difficult challenges, you have faithfully avoided the low road, invariably choosing the high ground of integrity and trustworthiness. And obviously you and Andrea make a great team. May the Lord in his mercy give you many, many more years of fruitful ministry. Hi, John, Andrea, Alan and Bonnie here. Just wanna say congratulations on your retirement. I can't believe 15 years has passed since you came to be the pastor. And uh, I wanna just wish you well and uh, thank you for your friendship Thank you for your leadership in our lives as well. And uh, we hope that God will continue to bless you and Andrea as you look forward to what's next. And by the way, what next is always exciting. <laughs> Believe us. Maybe Bunny wants to say something to Andrea. Well, I decided let's film this by the water because I know how much Andrea, you love the ocean. And I remember fond memories of playing in the um, Caribbean Sea, I guess, or the Gulf of Mexico with you when we had that great trip to uh, Cancun. And uh, I'm a beach lover too and love the water, so if this is just a little bit for you and uh, how much you enjoy that. But most of all, we do wish God's richest blessings on you and John as you enter the new chapter of your life of retirement. Um, hopefully we won't be too, too long behind you. Um, but only God knows that too. But God's richest blessings. Thank you so much for your love and for your friendship. And uh, go forth strong in this new chapter in your life. Hi, John. Sorry that I couldn't be there today. I think right now I'm probably preaching somewhere in Niagara Falls or nearby. But I wanted to give you this short video to thank you for your ministry at West Highland, for your ministry in the Gospel Coalition, and in particular for your gift of encouragement. I found that you have been someone who could encourage me and others in a unique and special way. And I hope in the coming decades, God continues to allow you to use your gift to help to raise up younger people for gospel ministry. We'll miss you at West Highland as our pastor, but I hope to continue to be friends with you and to talk to you for the coming years. Hello, John and Andrea. It's Lee and Cheryl coming from Barrie. We're so glad that we had many, many years of memories of serving with you, friendship with you. And we just want to share a couple of those right now. Andrea, when I think of you, I think of beaches and sunshine. <laughs> I certainly don't think of parkas um, because we all know how much you love the beach and to sit out in the sun. Um, I also, when I think of you, I think of chicken alfredo. Oh, yes. Because it was your signature dish at Potlucks. You would bring it to most of them. And for years now, I've been asking for the recipe. So anytime now you want to give me the recipe, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'd love to have it. 
Um, I also think of long walks with great talks. Um, we always just have, I enjoyed spending time with you. Um, and last, I would just, I remember team building and mentorship. That was so important to you and it really came through as you really cared for um, the other pastor's wives and me on the team and just as you would reach out and just make sure we were doing okay. Um, and, you know, organizing events and things like that for us to get together like pastor's wives. I, I really appreciated that about you. And John, I, I think of the Red Vespa. That was one of your great hobbies and fishing. And of course, Pleasant Bay Camp, your second home away from home. Um, but especially as we think about 15 years of ministry serving together, what a privilege it was for us and how you always brought us back to the gospel and biblical ministry. And a verse that comes to my mind for you is Psalm 78, 72. And David shepherded them with integrity of heart, with skillful hands he led them. I think of that verse because you have that kind of integrity of heart and skillful hands. And for 15 years, West Highland was so blessed. And we were too. So God bless you both in your retirement. And uh, thank you so much for all that you've done for us. Congratulations. Um, Andrea, I, uh, I was preparing just a couple words to say, and I was thinking, I think probably the Sunday that you came to West Highland, um, it was my privilege to give you flowers. Um, we had no idea the journey that God would put us on together, and so I just want to say that I'm so thankful for your friendship. Um, I also want to say uh, that your um, your seriousness of the call to be a senior pastor's wife is something that most people probably don't fully understand or see, but the way that you have always prioritized your duties as, um, you know, just being at different things, um, being where John needed you to be, um, connecting with people behind the scenes and caring for the wives of the staff members, um, there are lots of things that go unseen and unsaid, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. You, you gave a wonderful example, and you've prioritized that call on your life. And behalf of, on behalf of the prayer counseling ministry, because some people may not know that in addition to all that you were doing as a senior pastor's wife, you found time to actually devote to individuals to sit and pray with them. And so on behalf of the prayer counseling ministry, I wanna thank you and recognize your faithful service over the years. I know that even in retirement, it's your desire to continue this ministry. I wanna say that out loud. <laughs> but today, we do wanna show our appreciation for how wonderfully you've cared for people over the years Andrea, you have incredible gifts of being very trustworthy, discerning, directive when needed, <laughs> um, that you have uh, compassion and understanding for people, far beyond, actually, what I think most people would ever imagine. Uh, you've modeled to all of us at West Highland and to your family and friends 
what it's like to journey with the Lord, day in and day out, to walk with the Lord in places of pain, grief, and forgiveness. Thank you for your transparency here and for always giving the glory to God. I think of this verse in the ministry that you do here at West Highland from 2 Corinthians. He, the Lord, comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any kind of affliction through the comfort that we ourselves have received from God. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for your faithful example and for your life. On behalf of the, um, the elders and your church family, Pastor John, I would like to thank you for your faithfulness to the Lord's calling to make the word of God fully known and the people of God fully mature. One of your first messages to us here about 15 years ago, you spoke from Psalm 139 and about the days God has ordained for us. We're so thankful for the 15 years of faithful ministry God ordained for you here at West Highland. About a year ago, uh, Linda and I had lunch with you and Andrea, and uh, in our conversation that afternoon, I don't know if you remember this, but you asked us a question. You said, what do you think was the greatest change at West Highland since you started? And I didn't have time to think about the answer, and I kind of regret my answer. I just said, I, two services. We went to two services. That was the greatest change. Um, and, and that answer's kind of bothered me ever since, and uh, I'd like to take another crack at it if I could. Um, and I, I tried to keep it to three points in true Mahaffey fashion. When I think about your time here at West Highland, Pastor John, I think about growth. Uh, we can look at this worship center uh, that we're in right now, this building. Um, it's evident and obvious that the building has grown. Um, we've definitely enlarged our tent, which was part of Vision 2020. We now have a facility for both greater ministry and serving our community more effectively. I also think about the growth in the number of people who have come to Christ through your faithful preaching of the gospel. I've had the privilege of doing a home visit with you as you shared the gospel with someone who wasn't yet saved. That person came to Christ, as have so many others, through your faithful witness and clear presentation of God's plan of salvation. And you did this at every opportunity. As elders, we've been challenged to grow in areas of leadership as well. I recall one elders meeting about um, six or seven years ago uh, where you said you wanted the elders, each of us, to take a Sunday service and deliver the message. We all knew that it would be a stretching experience, but we grew through that challenge. And you critiqued us. It was like a report card. Um, you were critiqued our message, our delivery, our theology. All of it was critiqued, but you also encouraged us so we would continue to develop in areas of leadership and teaching. 
Thank you for that. Finally, there has been growth in God's people, and by growth, I mean a deeper walk with God. We have been the beneficiaries of your in-depth study of God's word. You have opened the word of God to us and have taught us so well. Will any of us ever forget three years in the book of Genesis? <laughs> Keeping the main thing the main thing is how you put it in one of your earlier sermons. And the main thing has been what it means to be a gospel-centered and mission-focused church. We have grown as a church family in that regard. Pastor, thank you for your faithful leadership and teaching. You have never shied away <clears throat> from difficult passages in scripture or difficult topics that needed to be discussed. You have challenged us, you have convicted us, and you have encouraged us. You have boldly preached the truth of God's word to us. You have done what you have set out to do to make the word of God fully known and the people of God fully mature. May we continue to be a people and a church that is growing and rooted firmly in the truth of the gospel. We love you both. I'm gonna ask the other elders uh, to come join me on the platform and we're gonna pray for you. But we also have a, um, a, a gift for you. We have a plaque and I'm, I'm just gonna read that as the elders make their way up. Making the word of God fully known and the people of God fully mature, Colossians 1, 28. Presented to Andrea and John Mahaffey with sincere gratitude for your years of faithful ministry at West Highland Baptist Church. May God bless you in your retirement. God bless you. is going to pray as we lay our hands on the Mahafis. Will you join your heart with mine as we pray this morning? Oh, loving Father, it is so good to be here this morning. We praise and thank you for all the blessings of this day. And for all the ways, in season and out of season, that you provide for us. Your word is very clear that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. And that you give gifts to the church. First apostles, then prophets, then evangelists, then pastors and teachers. To equip his people for works of service. So that the body of Christ may be built up. In this season... On this day, we invoke your holy presence upon this congregation as it gathers to thank and bless your servants, Pastor John and Andrea, at the conclusion of their active ministry. We praise you for those early promptings of your gentle spirit that stirred their hearts to consider this holy calling and make West Highland their home. We believe that when you gave us John and Andrea, you gave us one of your very dear treasures. And we praise you for their passion for the word, for prayer, their love for the flock, 
the self-sacrificing of many, many hours, their labor of love. And we can hear those words coming from your throne, well done, well done. And Father, as they start a new chapter, that you would lead them by your tender mercies and good graces, that you would give them a time of refreshing. And in the, in the years remaining that you have for them, I pray, that, I pray that they will seek your face, that they will seek your heart, that they will finish well, and that they will finish strong. And Lord, we entrust them to you. And we ask all these things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and for his glory. Amen. Wow, is this really happening? It feels like just a few weeks ago that John and I were heading out to the Philippines in our mid-twenties. So this is quite uh, surreal, I have to admit. It's quite surreal. But as our son Peter alluded to, I did struggle with God's will in every arena of ministry. And uh, coming to West Highland was no different. <laughs> I, I, I remember lying in bed and saying, Lord, you cannot be asking us to leave Morningstar. But that's what he wanted for us. And one thing I've learned, that no matter how challenging or difficult, there is no better place than to be in the center of God's will. Doing God's will doesn't mean it's going to be easy. He stretches us, he challenges us, he transforms us. And you know, when we came to West Highland, I have to admit, I kind of thought I had it together. <laughs> um, I'd been through burnout and depression when we were at Morningstar, come through that, having learned so much. And I thought when I got here, I'm ready. I knew it would be hard, we'd never done this before, parachuting into a church that we knew nobody. And yet, God used our coming here to do things in my life personally that I could never have imagined. He set me on a path of true inner healing, of wounds that I didn't even know I had, lies that I had believed. And from that, given me the joy and pleasure of walking along so many individuals. As, as Jesus brought healing, freedom, and transformation to the lives of so many. This journey was personal, but also uh, a ministry that I never dreamt I would ever, I didn't even know about 
inner healing. Um, I never dreamt it would be a ministry that I would land in here at West Highland. And so it's been a joy, such a joy. I, I have to say when we left Morning Star, I thought it will never be the same at West Highland. But you know, God does work and you have become family. You are, you will always have a special place in our hearts. And we treasure the years here, the privilege God has given us to serve you and to serve him together here at West Highland. You know, today would have been my father's 102nd birthday. And I thank God for the parents he gave me who laid a solid foundation in teaching, but in living. Living their faith because mom and dad lived their faith in every arena of life. And that foundation has stood me well. When I was 10, year old, 10 years old, that's a long time ago, <laughs> um, I came to Saving Faith. And in the 58 years that have followed, I have never regretted that decision, never. And this is for everyone, but to parents who are guiding children, young adults, teenagers, preteens, I just wanna to say to you, in these days of turbulence, where our faith is being challenged, where the Bible is being challenged, stay firm to the faith. Stay firm in the truth contained within God's word. Without that, we are our ships afloat without any rudder. And you know, if we embrace the indoctrination of the world, we will be messed up big time. But when we obey God's word, follow him wholeheartedly, there is true freedom, like real freedom, wholeness, and so much blessing. And I, I have to, you know, I'm at the end of the road, or getting there, <laughs> um, but so for so many of you that are younger, I just plead with you, make God's word your foundation, nothing else, nothing else. And stand firm even though the, you're maybe swimming against the currents, that's okay. God will give you the strength when you need it in whatever situation you face. And of course, these 48, 47 years of ministry would never have happened if it wasn't for God's faithfulness. He has been with us through the struggles, through the trials, through the dark times, through the joys and the blessings, and to him is all the glory. And you know, I, I have to think, um, John has been my pastor for 44 years, and this is gonna change to some degree. I mean, he'll still be my pastor at home, <laughs> but not being here um, with him as the lead pastor here is gonna be very different. I, I don't know, there must be thousands of prayers going up for us because the whole last month, I have cried every Sunday. And, and somehow this morning, so far, I'm okay. <laughs> so we'll see. But thank you for the privilege of serving you here. 
and uh, for really being friends and uh, such a blessing to us in so many ways. We count it an honor, we truly do, and we thank God for the 15 and a half years he has given us here at West Highland. Before we came to West Highland, the Lord uh, gave me a verse, Isaiah 55, verse 12, which says, you, go out, you will go out with joy and be led forth in peace. Um, the mountains and the hills will burst, burst forth in song before you, and the trees of the fields will clap their hands. Uh, last Sunday morning at the end of worship, when you began to clap, it reminded me of that verse. And uh, we just thank you so very, very much for that affirmation last Sunday morning and this morning as well. You, go, you will go out with joy and be led forth in peace. And that joy and peace is something that, that Andrea and I have today. And to this joy and peace has been added um, another blessing. Um, because of you and through you, we have been greatly blessed these past 15 years. So to all of you, the people of West Highland, to the elders and the deacons of the church, to the ministry team and the staff, we thank you so very, very much for your fellowship in the gospel, your partnership in the gospel of Jesus Christ from the first day we met you until now. There are a number of individuals who have come to be with us this morning who have been special to us over the years. Some of them go back to our early Christian experience. And I want to mention a few, but there are more than I can mention. But um, today with us are Al and Rita Waddell, who in many ways for us represent the old Churchill Heights Baptist Church in Scarborough, where uh, Andrea's family was embraced in 1970, and I joined the crew in 1972, shortly after I was saved. Uh, they, along with others who are here from that church, which is now Morningstar, they represent that church, the church where I was baptized in October of 1972. Uh, John Troop, my good friend, is with us today, and it was John Troop's father, Ian Troop, who discipled me in the early days of my Christian life. Also with us today are Mario and Raquel Vill Villanueva, and we are so grateful to God for them. Mario was the, um, the individual who met us uh, in the, the Philippines February 4, 1980, we stepped off the plane and he was there with a sign, Welcome Mahaffey's. And um, we have been, um, we've enjoyed great fellowship with him and Raquel over the years. And we are comrades in the gospel and I thank the Lord for, for them. Also some family members are here with us today, members of Andrea's family, which means that like half of Jamaica is here. And uh, in addition to one good-looking guy, there's another good-looking guy who's here today, and that is my brother Dave and his wife Terry. He's seated right down here. And uh, his head just got real big that I said that. <laughs> We're really, really pleased that our children are here today. We remember our first Sunday here, and uh, our children were all with us. And that has not been the case over the years, as God has led them in many different ways. But all of them are here with us today, and I want to say to our kids, um, we thank God for the faith which first lived in your grandparents, Stan and Loreen. Also lives in us, your parents, 
and we know now lives in you also. We realize that as missionary kids and preacher's kids, I mean, you, you got a double whammy, PKs and MKs. But we realize that it was very difficult for you at times. And you never chose to be uh, born into uh, the home of those in ministry. And you've had to live with the decisions that we have made, and it's affected you in many ways. We also know that it has given you a pers perspective on service for Jesus Christ. And we trust that that will always remain with, with you. Um, we were overwhelmed by some of the tributes on video and all who spoke today. And we're so grateful for all of you and for these various leaders, Christian leaders, who have been in our lives over the years. In many ways, the Reeds and the Fijis who are here with us today um, represent all of them, some of them who were on video today. So Rick, we want to thank you so very much for preaching from Hebrews 13, verse 7 today. And um, I'm glad you mentioned verse 8 because I was, I was thinking of the fact that uh, in order to imitate someone's faith, they have to have a faith worth imitating. And that has always been a real personal challenge for me, for us. But mentioning verse 8 as well, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, is a wonderful reminder to all of you, to all of us. Um, we have tried our best to lead, and God has given you other leaders, and they will try their best also with God's help. But none of us are perfect leaders, but we can look to Jesus because he is the great shepherd of the sheep, and he never changes like the shadows that shift. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so we encourage you all to look to him. Amen. Bill Fiji, who is a former president of Associated Gospel Churches, to come up and give our benediction. And Bill is now retired and enjoys spending time with his 11 grandchildren, which is great. Let's stand together. Is this on? John and Andrea, we just thank you so much. Lois and I joined with all these others to say we're just blessed for who you are and your friendship. All pastors are called to lead, and some are called to lead leaders, and God has called you to do that. And I'm sure in the years to come, we'll see more and more of that. Just bow your heads with me as we look to the Lord for benediction. To him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless in his glorious presence and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. And may you know his peace, his fellowship, and his love. In the name of Jesus. Amen. May you go with God's blessing.